Welcome to the Ivy Church podcast. For more podcasts and information about Ivy Church, go to ivychurch.org. Um, today we're going to be speaking about someone else who's got issues. Uh, he's called Jonah. He's in the Bible. And the title for my talk this morning is Cooperate to Accelerate. Can everyone turn to the person next to you and say, Cooperate to Accelerate? Turn back to that person and say, Well, you better cooperate with me. <laughs> no, I'm joking. I'm joking. Uh, Here at Ivy, uh, we believe that this is a year of acceleration. Uh, I love that word, acceleration. I love accelerating in my car. Um, But uh, the truth is, God can't accelerate you if you're not cooperating with him. And uh, God won't accelerate you if you're going the wrong way. Uh, And the idea of of this morning and my talk is uh, to inspire you and encourage you to cooperate with a God who loves you. See, it's not about law, it's about love. And love, uh, law makes you choose, but love lets you choose. And there's a big difference because there's freedom in love. There's no freedom in law. You just do what it says because you're scared out of fear. But there's freedom in love because it lets you choose. Um, And Jonah was given a choice. See, Jonah's one of these Bible bad boys that we come across. There's there's quite a lot of them. Most people in the Bible are bad boys, except for Jesus. He was pretty good. Um, But Jonah's just like you and me. You know, he's not perfect. He's got his struggles. He's got his things that he's dealing with. And we're going to start right at the start of the book of Jonah. It's Jonah chapter 1, verses 1 to 3. If you've got a Bible, you can look at it. If you've got a phone, you can download a free Bible app to get that. And if you don't, I got it on the screen for you. I got you covered this morning, Ivy. It's all good. So let's read it. I've emphasized some of the words that I just want you to uh, look at. But it says, The word of the Lord came to Jonah, son of Amittai. Go to the great city of Nineveh and preach against it, because its wickedness has come up before me. Now, I just want to say here, I'm so glad that God didn't tell me to come to Ivy Kingsway and preach against it. (laughs) I'd be a little bit scared. (laughs) Uh, But it says, But Jonah ran away from the Lord and headed for Tarshish. He went down to Joppa, where he found a ship bound for that port. After paying the fare, he went aboard and sailed for Tarshish to flee from the Lord. Uh, It's a funny scripture because you can't really hide from God. He's pretty big. Um, So I I don't know why Jonah's trying to do that. But it says right at the start there, son of Amittai. And uh, there might be some Bible scholars in here, but I'm kind of guessing that most people have no idea who Amittai is. Can you put your hand up if you know who Amittai is? Or oh, one Bible scholar put the hand up. Well done. Salute to you. Maybe you should be up here speaking. But son of Amittai, if you look up who Amittai was, there's nothing about him. There's absolutely nothing about him, apart from the fact that it says he was a prophet. But there's, there's no evidence, there's no um, uh, stuff about him prophesying. So he probably wasn't a very good one. And to be honest, 
when you're researching about him, there's, there's just nothing that comes, out, comes up about him. Uh, and, and not being harsh, but he was a bit of a nobody. He, he was a bit of a, a nothing. There was nothing about him. Um, there's nothing that he did that was significant. And so Jonah is this son of a nobody, this son of a person who didn't do anything with their lives. Um, but it talks, if you look up Jonah... Uh, there's loads of stuff about Jonah, and Jonah was one of Israel's great prophets. He did so many amazing things. And actually, Jonah is this person who's become a somebody. He's got this power, this prestige, this position in Israel. He's this person of influence. He's been speaking the word of God and getting it right every time. Uh, and he's been given this uh, position in Israel to be the prophet of Israel. And he's doing all these amazing things. And God has taken Jonah from the son of a nobody, from a nobody to being a somebody. God has taken Jonah from being a nothing to being something. And that's what God's done with us. You know, where would we be without Jesus? Can you just think about that for a minute? Where your life would be right now, if you even would be alive, if it wasn't for Jesus? I know my life would be completely different. And Jonah's attitude when God told him to do something should have been, yes, I'll do anything for you, God, because you've made me into something. You've made me into somebody. But I think Jonah's problem was that he was ungrateful. He hadn't remembered what God had done for, for him. And, and I wonder how often do we forget what God's done for us? I wonder how often we take for granted his blessings. And I'm so guilty of this as well. Please don't feel like I'm just projecting this on you. We all do it. How often do we become too familiar? But I want to tell you this, and this is my first point uh, this morning, is that grateful people do great things. Grateful people do great things. And this first fruits that we're talking about is a great way to show our gratitude. Because it's all good saying, thank you, Jesus. We love you, Jesus. It's amazing. Thank you for saving me. Thank you for changing my life. But if we really mean it, we'll show it in our actions. So first fruits is a great way to do that. But uh, I used to work for this organization. And um, one day we decided uh, not to work for this organization anymore. Uh, but we were going to do some freelance work for them. Uh, even though we were leaving, we were still going to just uh, freelance for them now and again. And we were talking about the finances and how that's going to work. And uh, they give us some money and we'll do some some work. And uh, they told us how much money they were going to give us. Uh, and I did my calculations wrong. And I thought, wow, they're really shortchanging us here. They're really not giving us like anything close to what I was expecting. And I did one of those things, you know, one of those times in your life where you wish that you could just grab your words and just put them back in your mouth and just reverse what you just said. I was like, oh, I don't really feel like that's enough. And the whole room went silent. And I was like, oh, no, what have I said? But I, I thought that I got my calculations right. And fortunately, the other guy said, check again. And I checked again. And I realized that I did my calculations wrong. And actually, not only were they giving us a good amount of money, they were giving us more than uh, what I was expecting. They were giving over and above. And I'm so glad that his response was not, you're so ungrateful, we're not giving you anything. But he said, check again. 
And that's what I feel like God wants to say to us this morning, Ivy. Check again. Because the last time I checked, every good and perfect gift comes from God. Everything good in my life is because of him. The last time I checked, without Jesus, I'd be dead or in jail. I don't know where, where you're at, but check again. You know, maybe you'd be in debt if you hadn't been coming to this church and, and they've been teaching about finance. You know, maybe your life would be completely different. Maybe you wouldn't have the amazing wife that you've got and the amazing kids that you've got. Check again, because the last time I checked, Jesus died for everything that I did wrong. He took the punishment that was deserved for me. He rose again to give me new life. Every good and perfect gift comes from him. Check again. I don't know about you, but he took my mess and made it into my message. He took my trials and made it into my triumph. He took my storm and made it into my story. Check again. Because grateful people do great things. See, I'm not where I want to be. I am where I am, but I'm definitely not where I used to be. I'm just going to have three people come up who are just going to help me with this quick demonstration. Jacob, this is your, this is your cue. You got to come from further. <laughs> Here's my friends. Uh, they're all like pretty much taller than me as well, which was a bad, bad mistake. But Rob, if you could just stand over here. Are they in the live stream here? Em? Are they good here? Is he good? So Rob is going to represent who I want to be. Hey. <laughs> and uh, Daniel is going to represent who I am. Who I really want to be. No, I'm joking. <laughs> who I am. And Daniel's going to stand here. And Jacob, sorry, mate. You're going to represent who I used to be. So you can just kind of stand over there. Just keep going. Keep going. Keep going. No, you can come back here. <laughs> come stand here. Jacob is going to represent who I used to be. Now, so often we get frustrated in life because we're not where we want to be. And we're looking forward and like, oh, I really want to get there. I want that promotion. I want that pay rise. <laughs> I want to be there. But you know what? Sometimes we need to remember where we were and take a look back. Because you know something? I'm not where I want to be, but I'm definitely not where I used to be. There's a huge gap between where I am now and where I used to be. So instead of being frustrated all the time at where I want to be, I need to accept where I am and remember where I used to be. And that gives me confidence to become the person that I want to be. Has anybody had their lives changed by Jesus in here this morning? Come on, can somebody clap? Because Jesus has changed our lives. You guys can sit down. Thank you. Thank you so much. I'm not where I want to be. I am where I am, but I'm not who I used to be. And that's amazing. And anyway, Jonah gets on this ship. He boards this ship to go the wrong way and not do what God's told him to do. And a great storm happens. And, and Jonah admits to all the sailors on the ship that it's his fault that the storm is happening, that God sent this storm because he's disobeyed God. And I'm going to pick up in uh, Jonah chapter 1, verse 17. It's going to come up on the screen. Now, the Lord provided a huge fish to swallow Jonah. Notice that word provided. A huge fish to swallow Jonah. Thank you, Lord, for your provision in my life. And Jonah was in the belly of a fish for three days and three nights. Now, I'm not God. You always need to be careful when a preacher starts comparing themselves to God. I'm joking. I'm not God, but if I was God, I'd want to show my provision in a better way. 
than a big fish to swallow you. Can you imagine? Hey, God, I'm God, you know, I'm going to provide for you this huge fish to swallow you. You'd be like, thanks, God. Um, But maybe God was providing Jonah with something that he needed and not necessarily what he wanted. Maybe it would have been awesome if God just calmed the storm and turned the ship around and and sent him to where he went and God came down in physical form and was like, hey Jonah, I love you. You're going the wrong way. Let's go the right way. Isn't that nice? But maybe God provided Jonah with something that he needed. And, um, you know, there's things in life that we go through that just aren't cool, that just aren't nice, but maybe God can turn them around and, and make them into something that we need and not necessarily something that we want see if we never went through a trial if we never went through a test we'd never learn anything if we never failed we'd never learn how to get it right see God works in in ways that are outside of our understanding in Romans 5 verses 3 and 4 say we glory in our sufferings because we know that suffering produces perseverance and perseverance character and character hope sufferings, not good things, sufferings producing us perseverance and character and all these great traits. James 1 verses 2 to 4 say, consider it pure joy, my brothers and sisters, whenever you face trials of many kinds, because you know that the testing of your faith produces perseverance. Let perseverance finish its work so that you may be mature and complete, not lacking anything. Lacking nothing. Maybe God has taken you through a season when you're going to come out of the other side stronger. But it doesn't feel like that right now. And that's my second point. Maybe there's purpose in the pain. And uh, you might think that that's easy for me to say up here. You might think that maybe I've got my life all together and, and things are really easy for me. But that was really hard to write for me. Because... Emma and I have been through some intense pain, some pain that you just wouldn't wish upon your worst enemy. But we're starting to come, you know, a couple of years since something really tragic happened in our family. We're starting to come to a point where we can start to recognize a bit of purpose, that God's used it. And, you know, maybe the very thing that you're going through right now, maybe the very pain that you're experiencing is going to be the thing that's going to propel you into your purpose, You know, in this year of acceleration, it might not be the obvious things that God's going to accelerate. He might take you through a time that is really hard, but at the end of it, you might be able to see some purpose. Because it says that Jonah was in the belly of a whale for three days and three nights. He was in a deep, dark place. I don't know if if you've ever been in the belly of a whale, probably not. But it's probably not a very nice place to be in. But God used this deep, dark place, the belly of a whale, to take Jonah into his purpose. And I know somebody else who was in a deep, dark place for three days, and his name was Jesus Christ. Because it says that Jesus was on the cross and he was put in a grave for three days. But three days later, Jesus rose from the grave. And even though there was pain, there was purpose behind the pain, there was promise through the pain, there was life in the death. Our God is the only one who can bring purpose from pain. You might be sat in here this morning and you might not know Jesus. And you might be going through intense pain, intense suffering in your life. And 
And really, there's not much answers to it. But I believe that as you hold God's hand through that pain, you can start to see a little bit of purpose through it. Because knowing that he's with you is really the only answer that suffices. Knowing somebody walked through that pain with me. And he is God. Wow. And my third point is this. The dream is not dead. Um, when Ben asked me to speak here, he didn't tell me that I was going to be speaking on Jonah. He said, oh, I'll let you know what you're going to be speaking on in a few weeks. And, and I was leaving the place where Ben told me I was going to be speaking. And I felt the Holy Spirit. I felt God tell me, whatever you're asked to speak on, I want you to say that the dream is not dead. And I believe that that's a word that God wants to share with you this morning in this year of acceleration. You might be thinking, yeah, great, year of acceleration, but not for me. It's all over for me. You know, I, I had dreams before and, and Ben was talking last week about hope deferred. You know, I had hope before, but I've kind of just given up because I've not seen it. But I'm here to tell you this morning that the dream is not dead. I can imagine, yes, amen. I can imagine Jonah in the belly of a whale thinking it's all over for me. I was supposed to do what God told me to do, but I'm not doing it. And now I've, you know, I've, I've caused damage to somebody else's ship and I, I paid the fare, you know, to get on the ship. I've lost money, I've lost time. And now I'm in the belly of a whale with floating dead fish around me. And, you know, we have those pictures, don't we, in Sunday school of him nicely sat on the the whale's tongue with the candle. Where's he got the candle from? <laughs> what? <laughs> no, he's probably swimming around dead fish and, and just nastiness from the sea. He's probably not thinking there's purpose in the pain. The dream is not dead. He's probably not thinking that. He's probably thinking it's well and truly over. But the very thing that is causing you pain can be used by God to propel you into your purpose. And that's exciting, even though it's hard. Because it, it, it does, life does get really hard sometimes. <laughs> life does get really hard sometimes, but we have a God who can use pain. He can use pain. He can use suffering. And that's really hard to accept, especially when we're going through it. You might even just be sat there right now just thinking... Please stop. Please stop talking because it just doesn't feel like that. And I know what it feels like. But the amazing thing is we serve a God who knows what it feels like as well. Because it says that God came down to earth in the form of Jesus. And he went through betrayal. He went through death on a cross. His friends left him. His own people who should have accepted him rejected him. We have a God, Hebrews says that we have a God who sympathizes with our weakness. I love that scripture. He, he sympathizes with my weakness. Every bad thing that I've been through in my life, Jesus has experienced some of that and, and probably more. So I want to say that the dream is not dead. You're not too bad for God. You're not too bad for God. If you're too bad for God, then I'm too bad for God. You're not too bad for God. There's still hope. Hang on, because maybe God is going to accelerate you into your purpose even through the pain. Don't give up, because maybe God has a plan. And you might not be able to see it yet, but hang on. Hold on. Hold on to him. Hold on to Jesus. See, being a Christian is not about being perfect. It's not about having all the answers. It's about saying, 
I'm holding on. I'm holding on to somebody who has the answers. And the band's going to come up now and, and we're going to go into a time where we're just going to respond to this um, because I really feel like there's some people in here who had a dream from God and they've just given up. Or you've been through some suffering and you're just thinking, man, I, I'm not sure if I even believe in God. I'm not even sure if, what? Pain, purpose in the pain, I'm not sure about that. But I'm here to tell you this morning that the dream is not dead. And uh, I'm going to give you an opportunity to respond. Why don't we all just close our eyes and just bow our heads just for one, one minute. Um, if you're in here and you don't know God, if you don't know Jesus, I'm here to tell you this morning that the pain that you've been going through has led you to this point to be sat in this room. Well, I'm here to tell you that Jesus is the answer. Jesus is the solution. The cross is the answer. There's purpose behind the pain. The dream is not dead. So if you don't know Jesus, I'm going to give you an opportunity to just raise your hand and just say, I want to know him. I want to know purpose behind the pain. I want to know that it's not all over for me. So I'm going to count to three and I'm going to give you an opportunity to respond to Jesus. One, Jesus loves you so much and he died for you. Two, he died on the cross for all of your sin. Three, three days later, he rose again to give you new life. If you want to know this Jesus, why don't you just raise a hand right now, wherever you are, just raise a hand so I can see you. Thank you. It's amazing. I'm just going to give it another moment for anybody else who wants to respond. There's somebody down here at the front on my right. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus, for this purpose behind the pain. Thank you, Lord, that the dream is not dead. And the second thing that I want to do is, um, I just really believe that there's people in here who had a dream from God, or an idea, or, or something that they really feel that God put on their heart, but they just feel like not sure about it I just feel like it's all over but the dream is not dead this this word was what God spoke for you before I was even given the notes God wanted you to know this the dream is not dead so it, if that's for you I want you to do a physical action that has spiritual significance because the Bible says that the word of the Lord came to Jonah a second time in Jonah chapter Three, I think it is. It's coming on the screen. The word of the Lord came to Jonah a second time. God's given you a second chance this morning. Come on, how many of you believe in a God that gives second chances? God gives us another opportunity this morning to say yes to his dream. And if that's you, if, if, if you just want to respond to this word, to know that the dream is not dead and receive some prayer and, and get that dream back, get that fire back, why don't you just stand with me, if that's cool. Wherever you are, if you want to know that, just, just do a, a physical action that has spiritual significance. If for whatever reason you, you don't want to stand or you can't stand, just 
Why don't you just raise a hand or just put your arms out in front of you? Why don't we all do that? If you're standing, just put your arms out in front of you. Because I believe that God is going to give you the dream back this morning. God is going to give you the dream back this morning. Don't give up. Keep holding on. I believe God's spirit is just coming now to rest on you. To give you purpose. And to heal from the pain. Come on, Jesus. I'm just going to pray. Why don't you put your arms out in front of you and just receive this. If, if you're not responding to this, why don't you just stick out a hand to some of these guys. Also, after this, the prayer and ministry team are going to be coming down the front to my right. And they, they want to pray for you. If you, want to, if you want to go a bit deeper and you want to have a bit more pay, uh, prayer, please come and do that. Lord, I thank you that the dream is not dead. I thank you that you're for us and that you love us. And even though you were dead in a grave, Lord God, you rose again and you're alive now. As, as Hannah said before, you're alive, Jesus. And I thank you that you gave us a dream. And I thank you that the word of the Lord comes a second time. It's coming to you again, Ivy Kingsway, whoever you are in here. God's coming to you a second time and saying, I'm going to resurrect that dream that you thought was dead. Thank you, Jesus. Thanks for listening. For more podcasts, go to ivychurch.org forward slash media.